Start a Boss Man show here with Coach Rob Lanier of our Georgia State Panthers right in Atlanta. Coach Lanier, man, good to talk to you again, my brother. How's life treating you guys over there in Georgia State? You know what, all things considered, man, we're doing okay. You know, we, uh, like everybody else, we're trying to make the most of some really unique times. And, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we're happy to have our guys here. You know, uh, we went a long time being away from our guys and really missed them. And <clears throat> so having most of our team back has been, that's been really healthy for us. I think it's been healthy for the guys too. Um, and we've tried to, uh, you know, spend as much quality time with our guys as possible. That's, that's, that's been good on and off the court. Let's go back to March when everything went down, Coach. Where were you guys at when everything kind of got canceled around my birthday, which is March 11th? Everything went straight, like everything went down here from there, man. So where were you guys at and how did you guys kind of react to that when it all went down the first time in March there? Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a strange time, as you could imagine. I mean, um, you know, at that time, there was – you know, things were just starting. The onset of the, the, the magnitude of the coronavirus was really starting to pick up, you know. Um, and it was funny because, you, you know, JR, at that time, <clears throat> everybody, I, I mean, maybe I was a little bit paranoid, but I thought I, I thought I had it, you know, the way I was feeling at the time. Mm -hmm. um, but the testing wasn't as a, available as much back then. But I remember for like a week and a half, I slept on the couch downstairs and I tried to stay away from my family as much as possible. Um, and uh, my son went through a period of time where uh, he, he had gotten a diagnosis of mono. Oh, wow. We had sent them to a, 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 a my wife sent them to a, a, what do you call it, urgent care center? And they, they diagnosed him with mono. And so, based on that diagnosis, his high school career was going to be over. Oh, wow. Um, because he was going to have to be out for a matter of months. But then uh, we followed up and had him see another doctor. And they said he didn't have mono. And so we started thinking about the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And he wound up uh, being okay. He was out for, you know, 10, 12 days or whatever. And then they wanted to win in the state championship. But he went from the, that range of emotions. So there was, a, there was a cloud. It seemed to be over everything. And uh, we wound up getting eliminated from the conference tournament. But we were still eligible for the postseason. And so we were committed to, to participate in, in a postseason tournament. And uh, we wanted to keep playing and continue to improve and continue to build on what uh, what we had established. And uh, just like that, it was over. Yeah, I, I, actually, I was at the <coughs> Hawks game on my birthday against the Knicks there, and all of a sudden you get the text message he's over with. I'm like, he's suspended. I'm like, oh, for real? And then ever since my birthday, there's been – the weirdest five month stretch ever in my life. And for you two far as well, coaches, everything is just different from how we thought it was just five months ago. It's amazing. I mean, you think about it. No NCAA tournament, the 2020 Olympics uh, not being played, the NBA season gets suspended. Uh, 
you know, when we first were hearing about what was going on in the other countries and the number of deaths and the number of cases, and now it's up over 160,000 deaths, um, and still a lot of disagreement on the magnitude of it, the approach to take to it, there isn't like a, a consistent approach. So because of that, I don't know uh, if, you know, what lies ahead in terms of how we're going to move on from it because uh, there's not a unified approach to attacking it. So, Definitely. Um, you know, everybody wants to get back to normal. And I think it's, it feels like the more we push forward, the longer it's going to hang around. So, <laughs> get there uh, right. So I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, as coaches, we want to get back to work. I think young people want to move forward. Um, and what's best and their best approach. I'm no expert on that, but uh, it doesn't appear uh, that we're uh, nearing an end to this thing. And, Coach, are you, I know you're proud of your young, your young men for having to persevere through all this that's been going on, had to finish up their classes online, and then stay healthy <laughs> back at home and just they want to reverse the young age for these young men. It's only going to help them down the road. So I think it's a good opportunity for you to teach these young men and your staff and help these young men become better men for years to come from what's happened, unfortunately, in, in 2020. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're living in, in historic times and uh, not just the coronavirus, but there's a lot of things going on socially in our country. And uh, we certainly don't want what's happening right now to be lost on them. We want them to be engaged. Um, we want them to be thoughtful. And we want them to continue to inform themselves in a way that uh, they can grasp what's going on around them right now. Um, you know, we don't want to tell them who to vote for, but we want to encourage them to vote. Um, but we want them to get involved in what's going on. And we want them to be uh, responsible as it relates to, uh, you know, the guidelines that's been set forth as it relates to the, the coronavirus. Um, we want them to be engaged when it comes to what's happening socially, and we want them to be involved when it comes to the election, uh, all of these things. And we want them to be able to reflect back on this time one day and say, I lived through some historic times, and I didn't let that time pass me by. I was involved. I was aware, and I learned a lot from what I went through. And, and uh, so we want, we want this unique time to serve them in that way. And, Coach, uh, how are those Zoom calls once George Floyd's killing happened, Ahmaud Arbery happened, then the racial outbreaks right in here in our backyard, how are those Zoom calls with your team trying to explain to them what happened and what steps they can, they can take, take to moving ahead to kind of be make a difference, as you said, Coach, and understand they're part of this solution as well, not just everybody, everybody older than they are. We all are part of the solution to make this better for everybody going forward. Yeah, you know, um, these guys have grown up in a time where they've seen this, you know. Um, unfortunately, the George Floyd situation wasn't the first time they've seen this. You know, when I was their age, I didn't see a video uh, like the Philando Castillo video. I mean, I remember the Rodney King thing. I remember the energy around that. But these guys have grown up in an age where they, they saw the Tamir Rice video. They saw the Philando Castile video. They saw the Oscar Gray movie that was based on a real incident. A guy handcuffed, face down, gets shot in the back. Um, so uh, when the Oscar, when when the George Floyd thing happened, um, 
it just happened to coincide with the coronavirus when everybody was stuck at home and they had to pay attention to it. The analogy that I like to use is like, if you're on the highway on I-85 going north and traffic is moving pretty smoothly, but there's a traffic jam on the other side because there was a major accident and there's a car flipped over. You slow down and see what's going on and you might feel bad that somebody got hurt on the other side, but because traffic is still moving, you keep keep it moving and you go on with your day. And so when some of these other things happened, that was sort of what was going on. But now traffic is stuck on both sides. Got there, right. And, and everybody, everybody had to pay attention to it. And so I think it created a different type of energy that we see now. Uh, with the, you know, because people want to move on. They don't want NBA players putting stuff on their jerseys and talking about it all the time. They want it to go away. And, uh, and I think there's an energy now that ain't going away. And that's what I mean when I say I want our players to remain engaged, to be involved, to continue to inform themselves. And you and I both know growing up that you experience this feeling of knowing that something's not right, but not necessarily having the words to articulate it in a way yes. that's effective. So sometimes it comes out as frustration or anger and it gets pushed back down because you can't really hit the mark. And I think uh, it's, it, this is an opportunity, I think, as young people stay engaged, continue to educate themselves, remain informed, you can keep hitting that mark right now, you know, and they can't push it down as easily. And I think this is a, is a good moment in time in that regard. And coach, I explained to some young men last week that, Hey, at 33 years old, I'm the first one in my family to be born with all of my rights per se, but not really, but kind of born on paper, all my rights. But once I got off the radio, I'm just J.R. black man. Same with you. You just rob a coach. We took off George State stuff. You're just a black man in Atlanta. So anything that happens to us at any time because of us color our skin, we want equality. We have to speak truth to power and understand that, hey, we have to be champions of this. We need our other brothers and sisters to help us to champion these this causes and change because as John Lewis said, we got to make good trouble to make the proper changes we all want for equality for generations to come. Yeah, I, I agree, man. You know, uh, like I said, I got a, a son who's uh, 19 years old now. I got a, a daughter who's 17. And, uh, you know, you, ju you just really want young people to be aware, um, to be mindful, not to live in fear. Um, you know, uh, but just know that uh, there's a history to this that they should understand and how it relates to where we are now and uh, how things have improved and in, in areas where it still needs to improve. And, uh, and the more they know, uh, the better they navigate uh, you know, the world that they're living in today. And so that's our responsibility as, uh, as adults is to educate ourselves and try to inform the young people that we come into contact with without always preaching, you know, I, I could be a little preachy with the guys, I'm sure they would tell you, but, uh, but uh, I, I do, I do want them to, to become more informed. And coach, you know what's been crazy since George Floyd happened? I've used this show to talk about 
our, our race and our culture, what's going on in the, in the nation. And the blowback I've gotten from certain sections of my listener audience has been, has been like, wow. I know where you stand, but what I love is when older people come up to me and tell me to, to be a young man in your 30s, you really, you, you get it. And I think it's because my parents are older. My dad will be 80. My mom is going to be 70. So having older parents who grew up in the civil rights uh -huh. era, it helps me to be able to articulate these things to the listenership audience. And unfortunately, there are some who don't want to hear it, but this is a perfect time to discuss because we need to get this stuff on the go and have a platform that goes from Chattanooga to Macon. I got to use my voice to help our people in this community of Atlanta and there and, and beyond to get us to another level. And I wanted to really try to hit this point home with people because it's very important, Coach. You know that. We're in a mecca of history in Atlanta. We have to speak the truth to power and get young men and young women in all ages on board with this movement we have going here right now. Yeah, I agree, brother, and I appreciate what you're doing. And, you know, I, I, I think that the step that we want to take with all young people and what I've tried to do with my, my my kids, Jr., is to get them to a point where they start to identify policy and start to understand uh, the which policies um, need to be addressed in order to improve things that that we're that that we're uh, upset about. Um, and so, um, you know, I think there's been a lot of talk of late uh, about the difference between. Uh, local, state, and federal as it relates to voting. And and so that distinction is becoming clearer, I think, to a lot of people because so many people put so much emphasis on who's in the White House that they don't pay as much attention, you know, to the people that uh, that, that make changes for you where you live. Um, and then what exact policies do you want to make sure get addressed in your community? And I think that's the, another layer of information that, that we want people to get more informed about. And uh, I, I think it's great because what's happening right now is we're talking to young people about things that nobody talked to us about. Yes, when indeed. I college, when I was a college athlete, I wasn't thinking about these things. I didn't know what a councilman or a congressman or a congresswoman or, um, you know, the, the fact that the district attorney and all of these people that make decisions where you live never thought about voting for them or the impact that they made on, on the day-to-day -day lives of people that lived in those communities. Um, so the, these are things that, uh, that, you know, my son will have a better understanding of, my point guard will have a better understanding of, even if, even if they don't fully engage in it right now, right here, the fact that we're talking about, about it with them, maybe when they're 24, 25 and, they got their first apartment and their first job and they're navigating the world outside of basketball. Now all of a sudden these things start to have more substance to them as they start to move into the real world. And even that would be sooner than it hit me. And so, uh, uh, so we're just going to keep trying to hammer away at those things as much as we're trying to get better with uh, who they are as student athletes and taking advantage of the opportunity that's been afforded to them to be here, uh, we want them to grow in uh, all those other ways just as much. And coach, speaking of on the court, um, with the virus and guys being at home, how's your strength coaching keep those young men in shape? Because some guys might not have hoops to hoop on, keep their bodies where they want so out of shape when they get back to you for workouts now that they're back with you. So how'd you guys kind of manage that while they was out with the virus? To be honest with you, we didn't care about them being in shape. 
that was that wasn't our focus. Our, our our focus was what what they were doing academically. We wanted that time in the, in the in the uh, the first several months following the shutdown. We wanted them to be engaged in their academic responsibilities, and because there was so much unknown about the virus. I did not want to emphasize to the players about being in shape and playing ball and working on your game. And then they go out and put themselves in harm's way because they're trying to follow and do what they think we want them to do. And then they asymptomatically pick something up and bring it back to the auntie or the grandma or the mother. I wanted them to stay home, to be honest with you. Um, and if they wanted to go in the driveway and shoot, if they had that, or uh, go out for a run, and still social distance, I was okay with that. But I was clear with the coaches, let's not pressure these guys to feel like they got to come back here in game shape um, because then they might go out and make some bad decisions uh, and out playing shirts and skins with no mask on, and then all of a sudden they're at, with family and they put somebody else in harm's way. So I, I, I wanted to de-emphasize the basketball as much as possible and put most of that emphasis on them doing their online schoolwork and to our guys credit they handled that responsibility well and now that we do have them back we have to stay consistent with that and take our time getting them in shape gradually instead of trying to go from zero to 100 after we we know they've been out for a while and while they were out we didn't emphasize how much they were doing and now that we got them we're trying to create a, a a controlled environment for them to get back to the level um, that they that they need to get to. And speaking of that, Coach, uh, how weird is it going to be for you, your guys to maybe not have students on campus, less people around, or try to keep them in that kind of a little bubble that you guys have at Georgia State to keep those guys healthy because they're college kids. They're, they're 18, 19, 23 years old. They want to have some fun and keep them responsible enough not to go out and tempt that Atlanta nightlife and bring some back to everybody and mess everybody up. Yeah, you know, it's going to require some discipline, you know. Um, and the fact of the matter is, I told you I can I can be a little preachy, and I've been doing a lot it's of It's all good here. It's all good. Yeah. Um, but I, but I, I want those guys to be disciplined and make decisions and just understand uh, patience is important. And right now, they have to be patient with their social life. The stuff that they really want to do socially, they're going to have to put that aside. And they, they have to have the faith that that will come back around. But right now, um, we need to spend time in the gym. We need to spend time together. And then when the academic responsibility kick back in, their focus needs to be on that. And right now, just, just a lot of things that they're not going to be able to do. They are going to have some time together um, off the court. Um, and we're going to make their schedule full on the court. Um, and then we're going to spend as much time as we can away from basketball to continue to hammer home a lot of the things that I told you uh, uh, we've been trying to get across to them. But um, we know we can't be with them 24 hours. Um, we know as young people there's things they want to do, and I don't blame them. I would be just like they are. Um, but I also want them to understand that, that, it, that this is a unique time. And uh, – Special people can rise to the occasion sometimes when things are called for. And this is a situation where they have to rise to a certain level of responsibility to be able to say, as much as I want to have fun, now ain't the time. 
as much as I want to be in a, around a group of a people, this is not the time. And I'm man enough to understand that these times are unique, and I'm disciplined enough to make the right decisions right here and right now. And so this is the way we talk to them. Um, we bring them in the morning and work out. We bring them back in the afternoon and work out. They lift. And I want these guys to say, you know what, I'm going to invest my time in basketball right now. And then when school starts, I'm going to invest my time in school, and I'm going to have to set some of the social stuff aside for the time being, knowing that in due time, that will come back around. Question for you, Coach. Uh, this is your second year at Georgia State. How did you recap and say year one when coming to Atlanta? I told you you got hired. I'm glad you're here. They couldn't have had a better, better guy than you, Coach, that lead this program. So for you, how's it been year one in Atlanta going to year two, man? Well, you know what? This is not a, a normal year, too. <laughs> you know, this is, uh, you know normally, normally you finish your year one way or the other, and then you go to the spring, and you start over in the spring. And then after your spring semester is over, they go home, and then when they come back, you get to work again. And, and then you really get to work with your eyes on year two. Um, when we brought our guys back on July 20th, we did it with the mindset of, we're going to create an environment that's going to be good for their mental health, not for year two. We don't know what the season's going to look like, when it's going to start, how it's going to start, et cetera. So instead of that being our focus and what we're aiming at, we're just aiming at one day at a time, trying to enjoy the time that we have together and, and just make it as simple as that. Um, try to bring some projects to the table for these guys to work on so that we can really jog their minds outside of basketball and get them thinking about some of the things that you and I had talked about and some things even outside of that. And, uh, and, and spend some time getting to know one another better. You know, today's a good example. You know, we have a young man on our team from the Congo. And we have talked a lot with our team about what's going on in the United States right now with the coronavirus and with all the social issues that are happening. And we got a guy sitting in our locker room who's, who hasn't been with his family for five years. And we're talking about everything but what his experience is about. So today we met and our whole focus was on his journey and what it's like where he's from and why he hasn't been with his family for five years, why he made that decision and what his goals are. And I think it was a good revelation for our players of how grown this young man is, how mature he is, and, and um, what he's about. They know he's a good person and a good teammate, but they didn't know the depth of his experience. Mm -hmm. and so that was a good opportunity for us to really put some stuff on the table uh, for our group. And so these are the kind of things that we're, we're trying to indulge in um, with the time that we have with these guys. Most definitely. Well, Coach, I'll tell you what, man, I'm definitely thankful for you being here leading this program. I really am. I'm glad you're here. They have to tell you how to great, great, great person for the job, man. You're doing a great job over with the Panthers, man. I'm hoping to be able to come see you and you guys real soon, man, once this virus stuff, you know, calms down, man. I haven't seen my parents in two months, man, because they're older. So, you know, that's kind of how the virus has been going. But I hope to come out and see you guys at the office here real soon, Coach. Okay, brother. I appreciate you, man. You're always welcome. Come see us. Anytime, Coach. That's Rob Bonner here on the Boss Man Show. 
all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Hey there, your yard took a real beating this summer. Luckily, Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard has your back. Just feed your grass with Scott's again this fall when the air is cool and the soil is warm. It's the perfect time to give your lawn a boost. If you do, Winter Guard will give your yard the nourishment it needs to help weak, thin grass recover and support root growth, giving you a greener, more resilient lawn both now and next spring. Guaranteed. Grab a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard today. You'll be back to barbecuing in no time. This is a Scott's Yard. Hey parents, we all try to be extra careful with our children in the car, but then we get an important call or text. Remember, our children are watching. Make every drive a good example. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash BITZ to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to do two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody. Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh. Family Grind ENT. Believe in it. Get it. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan, for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. When you're a teen, you finally get to make some of your own decisions. Who are you going to hang out with? What do you want to be? Are you going to glance at that text while driving? 
Remember, a split second is all it takes for something tragic to happen. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash B-I-T-Z to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by the Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer, all the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today yeah, yeah, it's your man JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby. 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m. Only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis. All right, folks, back here on the Boss Man Show. Good friend of the show, buddy of mine, Coach Matt Figure at Austin P. Coach Figure, good to see you, man. How you doing? Man, I'm, I'm hanging in there. How about yourself, pal? Hey, Coach, it's been a heck of a five months, man. Being at home, much as I have, is strange for me. You know how I'm on the road, man. This has been weird for me. Yeah, I, I, can, I can only imagine because, um, uh, you know, during the NBA season, you're city to city, town to town, man, you're – you're 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 always on the roll. You're you're the circus man. Yeah, you got there right. I'll find something to come see you guys play on my off day on Thursday. So you know how that is, man. So yeah, being at home doing yard work, man, <laughs> stuff I've never had to do for a long time, man. But I'm I'm not used to it yet. You know, all that time you spent on the road, you never thought you'd be uh, uh, relegated to to a maintenance man. You got that right. You got that right, Coach. Now, for you guys, man, March 11th, which is my birthday, when everything went all straight down the drain, man, how did you and your staff kind of help the guys, man, relate, deal with this? I know you just had an OVCC tournament the week prior to that. So how was that process for you guys, man? Well, I, you know, I, I'll i be honest. I'm not going to sit here and lie and tell you that it was a bed of roses or anything. Um, you know, we had – you know, just so so much unknown and confusion. Um, the first the first three weeks was pretty hard. Um, with with just our team had lost in the semifinals, and we had spring break, um, and the, and the, and the NCAA tournament wasn't supposed to happen for you know another ten days or so. So our kids, I let our kids go home for spring break, uh, knowing that that. You know, there were some possibilities of postseason invitations out there for us. And uh, then everything started shutting down. I was actually in Atlanta uh, recruiting on that Tuesday when, um, you know, everything started going haywire. And, and, uh, and it just went from there. And, and so, uh, you know, it, it every morning you woke up, you, you, it, you know, it, it's, a, it's a new game plan. And that's kind of what what this um, 
this pandemic has uh, brought on to us is that, you know, there's no, there's no uh, written playbook for what to do next. And so I, I, I tell my guys, you know, the only thing and, and the only thing you can do is just kind of go with what, what's happening uh, because, you know, we may play a team that that's never showed a one, three, one zone in, in, in 10 previous games. And we come out of a timeout and they're in a one, three, one zone. So we've got to learn how to adjust. And that's kind of, that's kind of how we've played it. And I give credit to my guys the, for being kids are resilient. Sometimes, man, we, we, as the older we get, man, sometimes, you know, we overthink everything. Most definitely. Positive or negative. We overthink it. And, you know, I have found that these guys are just wanting to hoop, man. That's that they want to play. And, and so, um, you know, without basketball, you know, a lot of these young, young men, their identities right now have been taken from them. And so they're trying to figure out who they are and the best way they can figure out who they are is by playing basketball. So, um, they've been really eager to get back on the court. And I can only imagine going from being on campus to having to learn virtually in the middle of a semester, keep the grades up. So I know how it can be hard for you to make sure the young men had support staff and the academic advisors to make sure their grades stayed up, having to go back home and deal with all those things of being back home and trying to be school at the same time. Well, I, this is where, again, I, I've, I've got great uh, kids and, 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 and um, uh, Katie Etheridge, who is in charge of our academics, uh, she is terrific, and uh, you know we ended up uh, having a three point five five four team GPA at the end of the semester. Right. So, um, you know, it, it that's something to even in hard times we were able to persevere through things and 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 recorded a team GPA like that it means to tell you how committed these kids are to being uh, not only athletes but student athletes. Most definitely. And one thing I watched your team all year come to the games, your guys were together. Even guys weren't playing, they were together. So dealing with this pandemic, dealing with the, the, the changes, your team is used to adversity from what I could tell from being around them a little I was around them. So I, I, I can see why your guys would persevere and get that high GPA, even though they've put in a bad situation because they couldn't have had no control over. You know, I, I think um, everyone around us, we, we've tried to establish a culture of caring for one another. And, you know, I, I think when you have caring, I, I, and, and I think you can overcome when, when people truly care about each other, that, that even the toughest times, as long as you're together, um, you know, you can overcome anything. And, and it may be hard. Um, you know, I always tell my guys this, uh, you know, uh, you know, that David was walking through the valley. It doesn't mean he's, he was staying through in the valley. You know, it, the Bible quote, it says, you know, though I walk through the shadow of the valley of death, he says he's walking through it. He's not in it. He's not staying in it. So, you know, I kind of try to use that with our guys. There's a lot of valleys we're going to walk through. Uh, let's just not get stuck in the valley. You got that right. And, you know, I think this will help these young men for life, Coach, because 2020 has been a weird year. It's August now. You know, it's, like it's, August. it's, like it's been longer than August already. But these young men, for this, it allows me to say 2020. I got through the hardest year probably of my life I'm going to deal with for a long time in my life. So these young men, this year, while it's bad on its face, but they'll grow from this down the road, in my opinion, Coach. No, no question. And and, and, and here's one thing, um, JR, that people don't – that, you know, we, we, we don't realize is – 
Um, and that, that's because social media and more media coverage and things have made things to be really traumatic, which they are. I mean, um, you know, we, we, we're, we're, in a, we're in, a, in, a, in a time of pandemics and, and divisiveness and things like that. But if you go through the history books and you look through history, it happens about every decade. Something happens, um, you know, whether it be in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever. It, it, there's something that happens that changes the world. Most definitely. And, and, and I'm hoping and I pray that this, what we're going through right now, changes the world again. And, and every time there's been change, it's been for the good. Um, you know, change in the 60s brought some better things in the 70s. Change in the 70s brought better things in the 80s and so forth and so on. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that, that we learn from what's going on here and, uh, you know, in humanity and we get back just to uh, being people who love one another. And, and I think this pandemic has brought families together and, and things like that. And, you know, probably on the flip side, it probably uh, made a couple of people realize that uh, they had to go into the transfer portal and get away from one another too. So <laughs> I think I've lived both coats already. <laughs> I've lived both. You know, like you say, like I said earlier, I've been, I haven't been home as much ever since I've been in the media eight years, you know, being home as much to me has been weird, you know, but it's allowed me, like you said, to reevaluate my life, reevaluate things I'm doing in my life, but spend time with my godfather, who's in his 70s, so I haven't spent time with him forever, my uncle. So it's been good in that sense. And also getting a chance for me to get back and, you know, reevaluate how to do the radio show and how to help people in here in Atlanta, you know, because the city is hurting here in Atlanta. A lot of the Hawks, you know, a lot of people had jobs working at the arena. I don't have jobs right now. So trying to help those find jobs. So I think it's been good for me to actually help the community more than just be a voice, not actually be actively, not can't do it out in public, per se, but feel my, my strings I have, my attachments, I can help people out in that way. Yeah, no, you have a voice yourself. Uh, people listen to you. And, and so you're, you're able to help influence people. And you also can be a person that, that may help someone that you don't even know you're helping them in their time of need, just by your words. So, um, you know, you have a great platform and, and, and I know you handle it with class. And so, um, you bring everybody together through uh, through basketball, but also through um, you know uh, camaraderie and, and and your true caring for for people and and uh, you know not not ever you're a guy that's not ever been a stranger to anyone. So you got there uh, right. Yeah, I want that's, that's a great great gift, great gift to have. I always accessible. I, I, I give listeners my phone number. <laughs> you know, they can have my yeah. number to call me whenever. Which many hosts don't do that. You know, you can call me whenever. I'll get back to you when I can, but I will call you back eventually and text you back when I can. So I've always felt like, hey, that's the way we got to do it because Lord's blessed me with a platform, 33 years old, with you know, one for one listeners in Atlanta from Chattanooga to Macon. I have to use my voice for good and speak truth yeah. to power and help people help people. You know, that that's, that's, that's a great thing you're doing right now. You can help, you know, um, educate and 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 bring people together um, to listen to your show. Most definitely, and coach uh, for your young men. I know when they was away from you, you probably weren't worrying about their shape and 
getting the hoops somebody now to have hoops to get to when, when it was everything shut down. So now that they're back on campus, how have you been trying to catch those guys up on strength and conditioning wise and getting their basketball legs back under them? Very slowly. Um, very, very slowly. The thing I don't want to do right now is overloading. I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to bring on an unnecessary injury because um, there's still uncertainty of if and when we play. Um, I'm very transparent with my players about that. I do think we will have a season. Uh, when it starts, I don't know. Um, so uh, right now we're just trying to get the old phrase, getting the, getting their sea legs out of them and get, try to get them back into some into some on-the-court shape. And so my job right now is just to, you know, kind of, kind of baby feed them and 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 um, teach them how to how to uh, crawl before they walk again. So, um, you know, I, I do have some kids that redshirted from injuries and stuff last year, and so my whole thing is I don't want to get them hurt again. So, you know, we're trying to trying to take it as slow as we can. Watch film, work on some individuals, um, keep them at low risk. Most definitely, because what the worst thing you want to do is have a guy get hurt. And that was my concern with the NBA bubble, which has been shocking. Guys have not really been getting hurt with those leg injuries, those nagging ankles, which you would think been off one and a half months. The guys will be, be hurt playing at a high level that they're doing in Orlando. So, but your young men who are not as developed as those, young, as those guys are, it's great that you're taking them little bit, little baby steps here, small bites here, and to keep those guys from getting hurt because they go too hard. You can have an Achilles or an ankle or a knee, which will put them back another year, and you don't want that. Yeah, sure. no, no. I, that's that's the last thing I want to do right now is to 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 put any un, unneeded risk on them, um, especially because you know with with the pandemic, you know you you don't know what you know uh, what other health risks that you put them in. So I got to try to minimize those things as well. Now, Coach, uh, how have you been trying to talk to the young men about just? You having to say no to stuff you want to say yes to. You can't go out and have social life in Clarksville or up Fort Campbell or everyone or coming down to Nashville. You have to really stay in, in our little bird bubble in Clarksville amongst the team and protect everybody because one mistake can run for anybody. We can spread this thing like a wildfire to the whole team and we're all messed up. So how have you, your staff really been trying to tell the young men about, hey, one bad mistake can harm us all? Uh, you know, we – our university has laid out a pretty good plan uh, to try to protect our student athletes. Uh, they are 18 to 22 year old uh, young adults. So sometimes that is easier said than done. And I, you know, I went through all these stages, you know, before the kids reported, you know, and they were calling the 18 to 20 year olds, the super carriers. And, you know, they're kind of trying to defy, you know, the CDC and all this stuff. You know, I, I was in Destin and they were, kids having parties on the beach and things like that. And, you know, the thing is, is that um, the unknown, which I tell them the unknown is what we don't know. We don't know what is, is going to be the future of this, this virus. You know, we don't know the effects of it. So let's control everything we can control. And, you know, like, you know, don't eat in restaurants. Um, Get your food to go. Wear your mask every time you're 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 out in public. Um, you know, wash your hands. Um, you know, those type of things. And and if you and if you don't feel well, let me know. And let's we let's let's get it let's get it figured out. But just you got to be very cautious. Um, uh, 
uh, of who you associate. Don't get in gatherings, things like that. And uh, uh, I, I, I'm really fortunate. I got the trust of my players that 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 have followed that. Oh, definitely. That's very lucky. And I also ask you, Coach, you know, I know you lost to Coach and Sergio was a great guy. I love talking to him. I was around the team. Uh, how did a new a new assistant coach take his place? Tell us a little bit about him, what he brings to your staff to join with Nikita and Daryl. Uh, uh, yeah, I hired uh, uh, Rod Clark, who is uh, um, who I think is a great young and up-and-coming um, assistant coach. Um, uh, he's got a great background at Sprinkles from – you know, Division One to the grassroots. Uh, he was a coach at Sunrise Christian, which is one of the prominent um, prep schools in the uh, in the country. And also, he was tied in with um, uh, uh, affiliation uh, out of out of Atlanta, or excuse me, out of uh, Kansas City, uh, Mocan, which is one of the top um, EYBL teams in the Nike circuit. So uh, he's got, and, and he's young. Um, and he's got a lot of enthusiasm and, 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 you know, one of these future hungry guys that want to get in the trenches and work. And, and so, um, you know, in replacing a staff member, you got to figure out what's best for your team. And I brought in a person, I think, that um, will be available for my guys around the clock. Uh, these kids need attention. And, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's sometimes uh, – um, I've gotten to an age now I realize that my players look at me in a different view than they did when I was 20-some years old or in my early 30s. Um, so by having youth around you as a coach, those kids, they, they, they understand that they can identify with them a little bit. So um, I, I decided I wanted to bring in a guy closer to the players' ages that will get them out and work out with them and, and things like that. So I think he's a great addition to our staff. I ask you, how is uh, Coach Martin and, Co and Michael Beasley doing? I know they both had COVID-19. I know, know you're close to both of those guys. So how, how have they been doing? How have you ever had they told you how, to, how they recovered and everything's going with them? Well, uh, I was actually with Frank last week. And, um, you know, he seems to be doing well. Uh, no, no, no side effects or anything so far that, that I know of. I haven't talked to Bees in a while. Um, I, was, I was really – I uh, hated it for him um, that, you know, he, uh, you know, he got signed by the Nets and, 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 you know, hasn't been able to participate. So um, I hope, I hope he's, uh, hope he's got a, a, another chance in him to, to prove who he is. Looking forward to see, hopefully we'll see Chris Silva tomorrow when Miami plays Indiana. So they're playing in the first round of playoffs. Hopefully they're none to play for. Hopefully we'll see Chris play some heavy minutes on uh, Friday there, and hopefully he'll could represent for you guys. And I know we talked about him last week on the show, but I feel like he's going to really help that team down the road here. He he really earned that contract they gave him, and he really, really helped those young, that young team down the road here going forward. Yeah, no, I I think uh, um, you know Chris's opportunity will come. I think that he have a um, a great uh, belief in him. Uh, you know, it's been good to see some of our former players, uh, Darius Thornwell with the Pelicans and, and P.J. Dozier with the Nuggets and Rodney Magruder hit a game when he shot the other night with the Clippers. So um, got a chance to enjoy some basketball and see some of the guys I've been able to, to come in contact with my career that that's done, you know, that that's been in the bubble and, and, and has, and, you know, been been having the opportunity to keep fulfilling their, their, uh, their dream as a basketball player.
Now, Coach, I had on Carl Mastorello when I talked to Cliff Warren and Rob Lanier, of course, about what's been going on with George Floyd and the situation with all the murders and the numbers in the country. Uh, how have you handled that with your team? Because I know a lot of young men don't understand fully what's going on. They've seen a lot of the videos. They don't really delve into the politics and all that kind of stuff. But how have you and your staff trying to teach the, teach the young men about how they, they can move forward together as one and come together and that we're building as a country and that we're not everybody's bad, that there are some bad apples out here, but we all come together and be as one and fight this fight together for, for equality for all. Well, just through education, you know, um, after the, uh, the George Floyd um, tragic incident, um, you know, there was riots around the country. Um, and I decided to bring uh, a friend of mine who is the uh, commander of the Miami uh, City of Miami uh, Police Department, Chief Commander, and, and, and he does some stuff with the Miami Heat. And he has a slogan, bringing communities together one dribble at a time. And uh, he was a former uh, Division One basketball player. And he's, and he's also uh, an officer of the law. And it was just you know, educate, you know, just education of, of things that uh, these, our kids need to be aware of and, and, and places they need to be aware of not, not being and, you know, being cooperative with authority figures and things like that. And, and uh, you know, just, just, you know, engaging with, with education. And I think that's the more we educate our kids, the more, you know, they know and understand certain things. Um, because like you said, uh, I don't believe that, that um, you know, people are bad. There are uh, you know, as as we are as a race, there's you know, there's not bad lawyers or or bad you know politicians or whatever. You know, there there are there as a whole, there's a few bad apples in everything you do. Just as in coaching, I mean, you know, I think coaches are great mentors, but there are a few people in the coaching profession that you know that have issues, and it's every every walk of life, and so definitely. Uh, all you can do is educate, man, and hope um, these guys, when, when decision times are made for them, uh, that they make proper decisions to, to education. Uh, and that's, that's all I try to preach to my guys. And they're lucky to have you because you're a measured man. You're a measured man of character and principle and, and, and the faith. So look, you have a coach like you who, who has a rational way to talk to these issues and help them out because a lot of some coaches don't have the, the wealth to do it. And you can, which I, I, I admire you for because your guys are in good hands with you for sure. I appreciate that. I, I, I feel like that, that life experiences, you know, I, 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 I'll say this and, and, and I may take some slack for it, but, you know, I, I, I can identify with a lot of my players um, because I think sometimes people make a, a big deal in, 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 of, of, of race, and it, it is, it's a very sensitive thing. Um, but I think people have more in common with one another uh, from backgrounds. Most definitely. Uh, you know, how you were raised and, 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 and where you came from and, and how your home life was. And, and I think that's more you know, bonding than, than anything else. And, and so, you know, I, I feel like I, I grew up like a lot of these young men did. Um, and, and, you know, I, that's something for, for me and them to share that, that we share together. But, but I feel like I have a, a closeness and a bond because I know, uh, although I'm not, 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 not uh, African-American, never been, uh, I understand uh, what it's like to grow up in, a, in, 
in situations that are hard as a child. And, and so I, I feel like I can, uh, can identify with those guys. And, and, and they, they believe that, and that's where we have our trust and bond. No, you're right, Coach, and I've said this on the air too, that many blacks and whites have the similar experiences. We just have different, different, different skin colors, which shouldn't be a, an issue, but it is in this country still. So this, we, we work on, we are working on that issue. So, no, you're right, Coach, because I feel like we all have different same scenarios, a lot of some scenarios, different backgrounds, having to struggle when we grew up and having to fight and scratch and, and claw for whatever we get. So, no, nah, no, nah, you're, you're right, Coach. A lot of things we all have in common is just different experiences, different backgrounds, like you said. No, that's it. And, and, and I think the, the one thing that keeps people in that, situation or keeps people down is ignorance and 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 so we got to educate we got to get educated man and 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 and, it, and, it, and I, i'm talking about everybody everybody has to has to learn and be educated about situations or we're always going to respond to the same situation over and over the same way and we've got to educate man we got to educate ourselves we got to educate others you know we're not trying to influence people like us we're trying to influence other people so you got when you when you're when you're saying things you got to be educated what you say most definitely and i thought this coach for me travel baseball i met my first white person when i was seven years old coach in 94 right so it took sports to teach me about another race because before i was seven years old i had that never been around any white people before in my life else but to travel baseball and i saw sports is a perfect bridge to bring everybody together and get each other to talk to each other about their backgrounds and experiences because when you come as a team you're about austin p or atlanta hawks not about jr matt or terry taylor it's about the team we're trying to win the game together so that brings us together it's one we can learn from each other about our backgrounds where you came from what got us to the point we are today so i find sports is a great bridge sports taught me about another race and i can do that for guys on your team and other people who come out from europe or africa or wherever come to your team we can learn about each other because of basketball i i i 100 agree i think it's a um i think sports and that's why i think you know um america uh, needs to follow the model of sports is because, you know, I, I may have said this before on your show. I, I, it don't matter if you're rich, poor, black, white, um, uh, Hispanic or whatever you, if you've got the common goal and that's the, the, the definition of a team coming together for, for one common goal, um, you, you, you're able to withstand and, and overlook other things that, in normal society that people don't overlook. And, and, and I, I, from a kid, I still remember seeing rich people and poor people standing side by side during a sporting event, uh, black, white, rich, poor, and, and high-fiving and hugging one, and, uh, uh, one another uh, because their favorite team was winning. And, and so, uh, you know, there's, a, there's something that's very powerful um, that I think we as Americans should watch. Uh, and it's it's a short documentary uh, on the thirty for thirties, and Jr. I you should watch it. it. It's it's really, and I watched it the uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, and and it just shows you where our country was at. It's called the first pitch. Okay. Where uh, the president throws out the first pitch in the uh, in the uh, World Series back in New York after nine eleven, and if you watch that video. And in, in October 27th of 2001, you go back and watch that video and you will see the strength of America and people uh, as a whole of loving one another. It's incredible. 
and and we have got to somehow that was through tragedy you know of, of 9-11 we have got to somehow as a country get back to where we were when after 9-11 happened where it didn't matter what you were as your race you loved your brother and sister to the left and right of you and and we've got to get back to that well, Coach, that's why I've dedicated myself to use this platform here I have since George Floyd's incident to help bring us together because I know sports can do it. I know I'm liked by everybody around here. <laughs> for the most part, nobody doesn't like me around here. So I flagged it using this platform for good, man, and celebrating the sports, but also giving everybody a chance to see about life as well. See how you and I are friends and how me and Carmen Masarillo are friends or me and, and, and Bruce Pearl are friends because it doesn't matter what race we are. We have a common goal. We, we love sports. We're cool guys, a lot in common. So I feel like that's what we show our listeners and our country that we are, we are, we are all as one. We all be the same blood. There's, there's different, different skin colors. We all the same. Only we all be the same red blood. We all Americans. All we want the same goal of everybody having the best life they possibly can. Uh, that's well said, pal. You can't say it any better. Well, Coach Fig, man, hope to see you real soon, buddy. Uh, I hope when this thing ends, we can get, get some game skills to come up there and see you. I told you off the air, man, I'll be remote this year since we got the bubbles things coming in the NBA, so I'll be able to sneak up there and see you guys more often now, man, without having been on the road so much. Well, come on up anytime, brother. All right, Coach, be good. Talk to you real soon, brother. Thank you, man. All right, it's Matt Figure on the ball. My heart skips keeping the beach and not close enough so that space between you and me, let's lose it. The way you're dancing, swaying to the music, girl, that body and how you move it. Every time you cross my mind, girl, I lose it. Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know. All the stars are closer. All the stars are closer. Tell me what you're going to do to me. Confrontation ain't nothing new to me. You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue, but you can't bring the truth to me. Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and Scissor. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Till the tears run down from my eyes, Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody, can anybody find me? Somebody to love. Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Flame-seared, Greek-seasoned Euro meat. This is the kind of meat that only a legit Euro place would get. But maybe you don't think about Arby's as a Euro place. Well, Arby's sells more Greek beef and turkey Euros than anyone else in the country. So, you know what? We're totally a Euro place. We're the Euro place! Two for six dollars. Arby's, we have the meat. At participating Arby's for a limited time.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.